it's me with the you got to compete with Mahomes and and yeah, Justin exactly. Herbert. You want to make it easier. At Ooh. some point, you're gonna see him. Y'all got me to my Ric Flair mode. Whoa! To beat a man, you've got to beat the man, okay? You don't want to hear about Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr being in the NFC West. You know why? Because I'm not, I'm supposed to be that dude. That's why. Whoa! To beat a man, you got to beat the man. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is supposed to do. Tell you right now, even A ain't getting the backup gig for uh, Finley Chevrolet. What was that? Does he have a cold? The bad woo? It's terrible. Is he going for that, or is he going to be the new? See the new Ric Flair. Is he going to join wrestling? He's the fifth horseman. <laughs> That'd be. Remember when? Didn't didn't MMA try the the, the four horsewomen? Well, now they're all in WWE. It's still not working. It actually is. It's like a big thing. Is it a big deal? Of course. Do they call them the horse women? Yeah, it's oh, it, God. Yeah, they were in the Royal Rumble. I didn't even know Rousey was still what'd she come out for? A cameo here and there? She wrestling full time? She's back. Well, you she, keep track of that stuff. You're the you're the WWE beat writer for only the paper. When she's only when she's there. All right, go ahead. Try it. <laughs> I have a confession. What? I was talking to our awesome PD just now. So my attention was a little bit uh, divided. So, so Stephen A. Smith was doing Ric Flair. Do you think he knows who Ric Flair is? Probably. The only wrestler I give a damn about. Okay, I also said the woo was part of a local advertising campaign. So you know what's ahead. funny? I just heard it across the hall right now. Yeah. Can you do it or not? Uh, do you want it or do you really want to hear this? Nah. Okay, better than, better than, I almost said better than Flair, not better than Flair, better than Stephen A. Yeah. Will Adam, will Adam rain on the parade? It wasn't good. Okay. Sure, but neither was Stevens. Wait, you're going to do one? You're doing one. Go ahead. I thought you were doing one. I might do one. I'm not not doing one. Have you ever heard the power voice guy for uh, UNLV broadcast for Learfield do it? (laughs) He does do that. He's like, Finley Chevrolet with a woo. Like, no. I think he reads it. You know who does a good right. one? Caleb right. Caleb you, you put too much energy into it. I mean, it's, like, it's like where you can find your woo. Oh, okay. <laughs> woo! That was good. All right. That hurt. <laughs> I can tell. There you go. I'm angling for a deal. <laughs> woo! That was good, Adam. Nice job. That was me. Adam snuck it in. I did. Woo. It's awesome. On our talkback system, I'm on video, and I put up a green screen background of a brick wall, except I don't have a green screen. So when I put up my signal to play the uh, crunch crunch, I disappeared. Just to let you behind the curtain. That's why the show runs so smoothly. These anomalies throughout the show. We usually have your your lovely estate behind you. Uh, Well, I mean, I have seven sports basements. At the house, so I usually switch basement to basement. Those are not green screens. Right. Then I have so many people ask, wow, Steve's house, very impressive. People actually do buy into of it. Of course they do. It's a green screen, folks. I don't have a basement. 
I mean, the one is clearly like the, the top of some 1923 house, like in an attic. Attic? Attic. I feel like attic. Attic. I feel like there's one where there's just like a bunch of people in the background. Like Steve's not doing the show with a bunch of people hanging around. I have a couple of arena backgrounds. Sure. Yeah, some stadium backgrounds. I'm sitting in the press box. But I mean, there's one. Like, I think there's like a living room with people sitting around. Like, it's weird. There might be actually. Yeah. yeah That's weird. my friends. They just come over during the podcast. Sure, yeah. This is, I'm sure you'd, you'd definitely go for that. So big news of the day in the NFL is that Calvin Ridley, wide receiver for the Falcons, is suspended indefinitely. 2022 season at a minimum. Unless there's some challenge here, some appeal. He gambled on Falcons games. He put in three different parlays with uh, the Hard Rock app in Florida. So he did it legally. Well, the NFL can track its players. That's part of the agreement. So Ridley's out. Goodell gave him, you know, the strong slap on the wrist. Which, by the way, if we had time today, speaking of slap, I'm all over the place. Did you see the Arnold and the slapping contest? It's... Did you see it? Yes, I've seen several of them. No, you didn't see the video from the weekend. There's a different one? A guy a guy got knocked out. We're still doing this? A guy got knocked out with a slap. I thought that was old. Logan Paul was there. He's, like, amazed. And Arnold is sitting in a seat, and he's like, no big deal. I thought that was the one from the they, – they, they had one on the Logan Paul fight card where he was there. I thought well, it damn, was that made, one. Then I made the rounds this week or this weekend. It's, it's, it, could, it could totally be different. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's the whole thing – those slap I love them. fights are just so stupid. I love them. I'd rather see that than lay and pray MMA fights. Okay. I guess. I kid. I kid. I, I appreciate the wrestling. Um, so Calvin Ridley is suspended for the year. Uh, this is quite rich considering, well, one, it's against the rules. Players can't do it. But, you know, there's this has become a really delicate situation because the NFL decided, hey, we can make money off of sports gambling. We want in. And they're partners with books. And they have, you know, stat providers. And they got one of their players. Now, we just had Dave Kokanon saying, you know, you, you're, you have to be stupid. We've, I've seen a lot of reaction. You have to be an idiot. Um, I'm not entirely against the belief that he didn't really know. And the other one is, are we not going to mention that he missed two-thirds of the season with mental health issues? Is that not a factor here at all? I think that I, if he did know he had a moment of weakness or may have been struggling with something and for some reason thought he would do this and get away with it. Yeah, I mean, it's, first of all, I have seen a lot of people talk about the mental health aspect of it. I just don't think it's relevant. I think it is. Um, I think it's a possibility, depending on what what his issues are. Well, if it's if it's gambling addiction, then probably this is for the best. Then, right? I mean. If that's what it is, I don't think it's a gambling addiction. No, I don't, I'm guessing it's not a gambling addiction. I think it was he but, was sitting around on a Sunday. He saw a commercial for, hey, go bet these games, and he's like, I can't watch games right now. So, because he he said he was having trouble watching games. He, he was away from the team, had trouble watching games. So, hey, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go open an account and make some bets. So, I'll make it more, you know, interesting, more entertaining. He was depressed and did something he shouldn't do. Do you know anyone who does that? Sure, of okay. course. And they have to pay the consequences of their actions. Which, right. you know, it, but it, I'm not talking about it. pay. It's not paying the. It's, it's uh, maybe understanding why he did it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I, you know, I don't know. We, I, I don't think we can say one way or the other. I, I don't. It doesn't. I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm what I'm saying is, I'm open to the discussion that if this is not an open and shut case that this guy's an idiot and a jackass. Maybe there. Maybe he was struggling with something. Oh, I don't think he's an idiot or, or a jackass either. I, I, I think he, he thought it was okay because he wasn't playing. 
like he's I'm not playing. I'm not part of the league right now. I'm I'm away. I can make these bets because it's just I'm goofing around. I'm not. He wasn't betting a million dollars on a game. He wasn't betting against his team. I think he thought it was fine. Um, that that's where I that's where I think it is, and I think the league has this, this is why. And I don't. I'm not going into the, you know. Well, the league advertises it. You should be allowed to do it. No, you shouldn't. We know that it's. A, we know that you can't do it. Now, the league should not be profiting off of it, at all. We know that, but that's a separate issue from this. This is just, hey, this, as we all know, makes the games much more enjoyable to watch. Actually, makes them watchable on a Sunday. And if you if you are somebody that's watching games and not playing in them, it's much more watchable to bet. I think we should address. Like, what should be allowed to do? I, I don't think it should be explicitly prohibited to be betting on games if you're not playing in them. Uh, we need to figure it out. Now, the problem is just like, I mean, it goes into a lot of different things, right? Like, it goes back to some of the COVID rules, even where some rules people are like, that's so stupid. That rule is silly. It's in place because it's impossible to enforce. So I, I think there's like a there's like a thing where we should say, okay, you should probably be able to bet on NFL games. If you're an NFL player, if you're not bidding on your team, really, if you're not bidding against your team, I think you should be able to do it. But that's impossible to police. I mean, it's very, very difficult to make to to allow some of that without allowing all of it. And so you have to say, okay, it's all out. You can't bet at all because it's impossible to figure out which teams you're betting on, who you're betting against, who you're betting with. Maybe you switch teams in the year, that sort of thing. So it's just all out. And I think that's fine. Because that's an easier rule to enforce, so I, I think that's where we're at with this. Where you have to, you can have those discussions, but it, it comes down to what can we what can we regulate, what can we not, what can we know is going on, and obviously there's a hard and fast rule you can't bet on NFL games right now. That's how it is, and so you have to pay the consequences if you do. So if someone draws the line between, and he has to say this himself, Kevin Ridley or Rep has to say it. If if this uh, if there's a line drawn between Calvin Ridley making a mistake here because maybe he was in a, a moment of weakness, he was depressed, and say Shikari Richardson, who was banned from international competition because she was smoking weed because her what was it her mother had just passed away? Yeah, they draw that parallel. You're out. Well, like in that case, like I think you should be able. Like I first of all, I think you should be able to. You should be able to use weed anyway if you're an athlete, but that's the rule. Like that, and that's where it is. And do I think there should be God? I mean, it goes into a lot of things. I mean, we can talk about the Cain Velasquez situation. You should be allowed to go kill somebody that does that to your kid. You can't. It's the rules. You want to you fill people in on what Cain Velasquez did? Cain Velasquez has he is right now in jail for attempted murder because somebody is accused of, and there's pretty strong evidence that somebody was molesting his child, and they let the person out of jail. He found out they let him out of jail, so he chased him down his car and tried to shoot him. He went and tried to get him, but he shot someone else in the car. Right. So, do I think that should be allowed? Yeah, kinda, but it's not. It's, you know the rules are. It sucks, yeah. but you got. And do I think what Calvin really did should be allowed? Probably. I mean, but you can't. And the NFL, Randy Gregory missed time because he's bipolar and, and said he needed to smoke weed. Yeah. Now he's back, but by yeah. the NFL rules, are like, sorry. Yeah. Don't care if you're bipolar. Yeah. Do I think when you're? First of all, I think we should be legal anyway in, in the NFL. But do I think if you are going through something like that, you should be allowed to do it? Yeah. Do I think she should be able to if her mom dies and that's the way we should cope? Yeah, I do. But you also understand what the rules are. But in the case of Ridley, no. You can't do it. You just can't. You can't. I, I, again, I, I'm open to a discussion about what how the rules are written and how they're enforced and all those other things. But for right now, there's no gray area. 
Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. The ball grabbed by Lundy with five seconds, with three, with two. Sessoms with one for the win. No good. And Rutgers holds on to beat Penn State 59-58. Hanging at the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. That was very nice by Ari. Meaningless game for this region, but it does mean something for the NCAA tournament. Sure. Uh, Rutgers and Penn State in Big Ten action. Rutgers on the bubble. They tried to give the game away. Yet the number four seed in the Big Ten tournament. Go figure. But by the numbers, the numbers matter. But I also think they will look at conferences and reward big conferences no matter what. Sure. So. It's usually what they do. Yeah, I just saw us. We were talking about San Francisco earlier. They're in the uh, West Coast Conference semis tonight. Tough spot. Although, hey, they have the opportunity to gain access or, I guess, be stronger on the bubble, get off the bubble. Again, I just saw a bracket that had them nine. I don't think they're a nine seed yet. But if they were to pull the upset, they're in. If they were to play a close game, that helps them. What happens if they lose by 40? I think they're still in. You do? Yeah. Losing the number one team in the country. But you're on the West Coast Conference. Still, I mean, it's it's. I know. If you're going to say net matters this much, you can't. Right. There's not much doubt. You just can't do it. They're in the top twenty-five of the net. So if you're going to use the numbers, you can't just use it when you want to use it. Right. And 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 you can if if a team is like forty. Right. And be like, oh, you know, just there's other numbers that go into it. If you're if you're around twenty-five, you're, and they're not going to go down. They can lose by a hundred. They're not going to go down. Probably go up actually. That's happened. I don't know about losing by 100. That'd be that'd be one-sided. I'll, I'll take the plus 100. Final score, 148-37. How many franchise tags have been used around the National Football League today? Three? Three, I believe. Okay. Orlando Brown is one of them. True. For the Chiefs, are you surprised? Uh, No, I mean, they're going to keep him around. And again, a, a lot of time franchise tags are not actual franchise tags. A lot of time, it's we're just we just need more time to get a deal done, and it seems like they're trying to get a deal done with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were not going to let him go. Would you franchise tag a guy who really is a right tackle? Is he going to continue to play on the left side? Yeah, I don't know how they're how they're going to do it. But again, I don't like I don't look at this as a real franchise tag. I, I don't I don't think it is. Um, right? I mean that that's what you're that's what you're doing essentially. Um. But I think they're trying to work out a deal. David Njoku, over $10 million as a tight end. That's a weird one. Franchise tag. It's a weird one. Browns. As I saw somebody uh, tweeting out today of uh, a like a gif uh, of him, not actual him, but somebody pulling up and just like a ridiculous luxury card collecting his check. And he's like, I'll take this. You can have your four catches. Thank you. It just, it's, it's, it's a strange one. Could it be the same? Maybe working, working on know, a deal. I don't know why. I, mean, I don't know why you're working on a. I mean, for him, the deal is not going to be as much as the tag is, right? So, why don't you just play your tag if you're him? Like, okay, guess what? Maybe well, I think it's eleven. Security is nice if they're going to give him like twenty-five or thirty guaranteed. But I think it's like eleven million a year for yeah. the tag. Okay, I'll get a deal next year. Von Miller tweeted out fifty-two eighty. Does that mean something? It's the elevation of Denver. 
You knew that uh, like off the top of your head? What's well, a mile? Okay. Did you I know? Not? Uh, I didn't know Denver. I know Fort Collins, 5,005. And I know Laramie, 7220. And I know I just saw it. So now I'm going to screw it up because I, I just walked by the sign. They try to psych you out of the pit. 5225? I mean, someone look at the tweet where I was walking down the ramp. I chose not to do it while I was walking up the ramp. People don't, don't know the pit in New Mexico. I don't expect it's, you to. It's called a pit for a reason. You have to walk down these long ramps, but when you come back up, whew, it's a well, test. I don't expect you to know the altitude of Denver. I expect you to know how many feet are in a mile. Oh, is that what you're asking me? Yes. Is it 5280 exactly? Yes. I thought it was like 5200. <laughs> I also don't believe that the stadium is is exactly fifty two eighty. Well, or is it training one facility? part of the stadium is? If you look up Denver elevation, will it, will it come up as fifty two eighty? Well, I think it's different all over town. You know, it's not. One What's the official flat, elevation? It's not one flat line. Yep, fifty two eighty is one mile. Denver's elevation fifty two seventy nine. And you, and so you, we don't know what he means now. And you believe Denver is one flat surface? No, I do not. Okay. When did you get into uh, topography? Is that what it's called? Just now. Okay. So 5280, okay. he's he's saying that he wants to go back to Denver. It seems like it. Why would he do that? I don't Why wouldn't I you just leave it? Kind of the plan Why wouldn't you just send out lots of numbers? So we could all guess it at different elevations and where you might go. Like, keep it open. I mean, he's, he's trying not to be Aaron Rodgers. Or maybe this is part of Aaron Rodgers going there. Should he put 12-5280? Might work. Or put like a put some sort of a like a trailer to a Shailene Woodley movie? Would that be better? What if you put 305? Then you're going to play for the Dolphins. Elevation of LA. Okay. I noticed that, too, that it is also the area code for the Dolphins. Wait, I thought we were doing elevation or area code. Which one is it? I mean, I think in that in the case of Miami, I think you'd be doing area code. Well, if he's going to play for Miami, I would guess it's like 10 for elevation. I think it's, well, now we're just going to look like, up elevation. Like negative, Can I get some look up music again? It's like negative 20, and it's going to go under. 6.562. Well, actually, wanted you to look up the, uh, wanted you to play the look up music, not actually look it up. But you're right. It, it, it is actually 6.5 feet. Oh, well, not anymore. It's falling every year. So Jordan Davis is taller than the Miami elevation. I mean, I, I don't know how official a lot of this is. Depends where you measure the elevation. I imagine at the beach, it's zero. Keep in mind, there's some Jordan Davis talk coming up because anyone who is big, who is fascinating, our, our people is, is like right up our alley. Well, sure. I mean, it's kind of our people, but four seven eight. Was that it? Was that the 40? Yeah. Right, that's coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Something to look forward to. What if somebody tweets 1738? I mean, that's just... <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that really us? A little young. A little young for you. Wait, what is that? I thought it was Las Vegas. What's Las Vegas? <laughs> no. What is it? It's it's a it's it's a Fetty Wap song, first of all. Oh, is that right? It's, it's a, he drops it in there at the, at the beginning hmm. of several different songs. We're 2001 elevation. Okay, that's fair. Can we get off this? No. 
Thank you. I think there were a ton of combine standouts. Okay. I think there was two. Well, we talked about Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty, last week. Um, well, you know this guy's right up my alley because I, I was the only person in the country arguing about the Ray Guy Award. And I tweeted a lot about Matt Ariza, who I did see up close. And I actually – I don't know what the, the San Diego uh, radio network did for the San Diego State UNLV game, but if they were going to pick a player of the game, it was Matt Ariza because he completely controlled – field position he was amazing now he kicks the ball for way too many touchbacks but you know people are all about the average and not the net you were fascinated by him at the combine well he's one of the guys that there wasn't a whole lot of people around so it was more like uh, I, could and I also pretty forgot long... you love punters sure, that's true Can I, I mean who was on the aj cole bandwagon first me you of course no one else was on it maybe his family but also, uh, I should, like, you I, you picked a side in a punter battle. What is it now? Four years ago at Raiders camp. By the way, of all the celebrities at UFC the other night, trust me, the only person I may try to talk to was AJ. Okay. Oh, and you're on first first name or sure. initials. Okay. So Matt Ariza was by himself. Basically, he he had a podium, and he we actually asked him about. It was me, and then uh, two of my friends, uh, Gilbert Manzano, who's uh, been on the show before, um, covers the Chargers. The Chargers need a punter, so he was over there. And then another uh, another reporter I know is basically us three just talking to him. Um, so we had like a, kind of like 15 minutes. And one of the things I asked was like, are you surprised you got a podium? And he's like, he goes, I asked if it was a mistake. That's awesome. <laughs> he's like, are you sure? You guys sure? You guys want me to be up on a podium? This is this is pretty unprecedented. He, but, he was the rage on social media. And he was the, at, at San Diego State. He was a big deal. Punk God. Yeah. Weird deal because he's a, you know, a giant dude, lefty, and just hits bombs. So he said, Punch uh, bombs. and he kicked some field goals in college. Uh, he said, nobody's really talking about kicking field goals, uh, punting and kickoff specialists yeah. in the NFL. It's worth a lot. Um, is it worth a draft pick? Somebody will pick them. You think? I think so. Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't get the combine invite if people aren't interested. Uh, I think the I mean, the punting is punting is first and foremost. The kicking is something I, I still think is undervalued. Well, he to said never it, allow returns. Yeah, but he said, it's, but he said it's also different. He said in college they just say go kick touchbacks all the time, and he's like in the pros they're going to ask you a lot of times to, to try to pin somebody at the one, to try to kick it in the corner, to do different things with the ball. So uh, it's definitely a process of learning. Yeah. Um, but I, I did think one of the interesting things just to for people to kind of understand more of the combine, like there's a lot of informal interviews. We just kind of meet up with the team. You're just like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Um, teams are only allowed forty formal interviews. So you have to pick the 40 guys you actually want to sit down, bring your entire staff in, you sit down, you talk to them, have formal discussions. Um, I asked uh, Matt how many formal interviews he had. You want to guess? Seven. Zero. Because uh, as, as he said, he goes, listen, it's cool to be here. Nobody's using a formal interview on a punter if you've only got 40 to give out. So if, he, was pretty, he was pretty honest about where he was. If the Raiders had interviewed Janikowski, would they have taken him in the first round? Just say yes. They would have loved him, of course. I mean, do they need supply? Of? He was uh, doing some sales back in the day. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Allegedly. Interesting, dude. I was going to say, you might want to throw in allegedly. <laughs> so no, he went to the combine and no one talked to him. I mean, you only have 40 interviews, so what are you going to do? 
Yeah. Well, they they talked to him. We can do informals. You just can't do formals. Like Only forty up. formals. He said he said he had no formals, but he did say he kind of informally met with uh, two teams that are very punter needy right now: uh, Bills and Chargers. So he could be he could he could be staying home. Although he wasn't a football fan growing up of the Chargers, he was a soccer guy. Uh, he wanted to play professional soccer. Oh, you know a lot about him. Well, I had 15 minutes to just talk to him. You really broke it down. Yeah, You're building a punter network now around the NFL. It's, it's my people. McAfee. <laughs> Ariza, if he doesn't AJ land, Cole. if he doesn't land with the Bills, should I buy you an Ariza jersey? I have a team now. Wait, this is breaking news. Yeah, it's not surprising. Should we take a break and this big tease? What do you, what do you mean you have a team? Uh, the people, wait, you've been paying attention like everybody else. Everybody else on social media already knows. Who's your team? Dolphins. Oh, that's right, because you love Mike McDaniel because yeah. of the Yale connection. Yeah. We had a nice conversation. In, in the- oh, you got to talk to him. Oh, yeah. All right. You don't put these in the notes. I don't know. Well, You're like springing it. It's a very organic today. It's fairly off the record. Thrown off. It's off the record, but now you just touted it on local no, I said radio. we had a conversation. Well, the, the Give me one thing that was off the record that, sh- that could be on the record that he's not going to get mad at. I don't know they'd be mad. Just, we talked. We talked about our mutual friends and stuff, like how they're doing, things like that. I mean, it's not a lot of yell stuff. I don't mean off the record. I mean, like it, obviously nobody cares. Hey, how's this guy doing? Do you care? He's working on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> I think I Meta. Sorry, it's, it's Meta now. I noticed. Yeah. I noticed. Uh, Sauce Gardner. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. I, wa- I watched an interview earlier today with Sauce Gardner, and I was like, wow, that person dropped the ball on this one. This kid's got nothing. And then you send over notes, you're like, Sauce Gardner, very impressed. I love him. It was very, really, really quiet. Um, yeah. But, you know, just talked a lot about, you know, I mean, kind of a his story kind of sounds like, eh. I was going to say Eight Mile just because of Detroit, and his mom worked at like a, a, a stamping plant, I believe. So similar in that regard. Although he said, she she always provided for him, did everything she could for him. But just I, I like I'm kind of drawn to Detroit people. That's what I am. Um, so I, I'm kind of drawn to that story a little bit. And you really like you his, really are versatile in, in who you are. I know. Like a minute ago, we were talking about you as sort of a Yale guy. Yeah. And now you're sort of an eight mile guy. How I does move, that happen? I move in many circles. You're a chameleon. I am. I'm liquid. I'm not sure that I believe it. Like water. It's like. Anderson Silva and Bruce Lee. I'm a Vegas guy. I'm a Maryland guy. I'm a Buffalo guy. I'm, I'm a, not a Maryland I'm a or a Buffalo guy. Michigan guy. I'm a Detroit guy. I'm a Detroit an Arbor guy, guy. And a Vegas guy and a Yale guy. I'm a Sohi guy. <laughs> I am a Sohi guy. It's so, not really catching on. Though. So give us more on Sauce. Well, I mean, I, he's he's really tall for a corner, but really, really was uh, testing well on the 40, on uh, some of the agility drills that he was doing, which was kind of surprising for somebody his size. Um like I said, just he's got that. He's able to kind of go back and forth, just like me, like water, like moving circles. Sure, chameleon. Uh, off the field, super quiet. Ahmad is just a quiet kid. Really kind of stays to himself. Said he will. He never has and never will smoke or take a drink in his life. Will never happen. Um, kind of surprised for somebody who sauce with the grill and the chains and everything else, who just has two very different personalities when he's on and off the field. Uh, obviously, a very, very talented player. And where's he going? Uh, I would say top six. I mean, he'd be definitely my first corner off the board. I, I, I think the guy. My question, yeah, I just looked. That's all. Yeah, I think he'll be a really good player. 
Raiders should trade up and get him. How close to set do you think the top ten is? Zero. Okay. Yeah. None. <laughs> None. I think Hutchinson's close to one. Ooh. We got to get into him. Whether it's Jacksonville or somebody else. We got to get into him. Oh, we got measurables time coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Your guy Hutchinson. Oh, boy. What is going on there with the arms? Wowza. That could spell trouble. He's fine. Uh, coming up in 15, we're going to give away some concert tickets, so stick around. We've got uh, show tickets, and we do have to get to uh, NASCAR from the weekend. I, I don't know, man. I, I like the angst in NASCAR. I don't know if it's a work. Half the time it invi- involved Kyle Busch uh, this weekend was kind of fun. Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Into three for the final time. Even coming off four. Bowman edges ahead. Clears Larson. Alex Bowman wins Las Vegas. We don't mess around when it comes to food. It's the Fat Pack on Cofield and Company. By Nova Home Loans. You see a pair of laughing eyes, and suddenly you're sighing sighs. You're thinking nothing's wrong. You string along, Alex Bowman boy, won the big race on Sunday. Kyle Busch over his radio said, same blanking guy who backs into every blanking win that he ever blanking gets, backs into another blanking win. Doesn't sound like a big fan. I saw a reaction to that as typical Kyle Busch. Okay. But I also saw, well, it was over his radio, and he was reacting right after an emotional race. But isn't that part of what NASCAR is? You get to hear the radio? Yeah, I thought that was kind of the appeal. So isn't everything you say on the radio Yeah, he's saying on the record? He's trying to say it to people, right? I mean, that's... I don't know. People were defending him like, uh, you know, he's on his radio. What does that mean? I don't know, man. I think th- I think you're intentionally trying to get that out there at that point. Yeah. This is his brand, right? Being I saw I saw saw last November he cussed after some race and he apologized for it. Like, why? Why? It's your brand. Yeah, I don't, that doesn't make sense. So I don't I don't know a lot about this Alex Bowman. Apparently he's you know he's won, but like I don't know. Does everyone hate him for for this was Denny Hamlin last year? He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. Um, he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just he's just terrible and he's. Sees one opportunity and he, he takes it, but obviously you know, he's got the fastest car every week and he runs tenth. So you know, didn't want to race this there. We we had a good clean race. I moved up as high as I could on the racetrack to give him all the room I could, and he still can't drive. Okay, I don't know what's going on. This all sounds like wrestling. I mean, yeah. like a WWE bit. I feel like that's they're trying. I mean, they're trying to make it like that, right? I mean, that's people watch that for some reason. If you have a sport that's unwatchable. Wait a second here. I thought this was promote the fall race time for Las Vegas. Oh, it's great. Make sure you grab your pens oil today. Is that, are we doing that? I don't know. I thought you were, you're telling me to I don't know. tone it down. I don't know. You have to make somebody. I wasn't telling you to tone it down. You have no. to make somebody interested somehow, right? I mean, it's still not going to get me. It was a good finish. Was it? Yeah. He, he, he pulled away from him at the end. You couldn't. I was watching. I was watching Mountain West Women's Tournament action. That was exciting to me. Basketball. I, I just said a lot of things in my head. I'm not going to say any of them. Okay. Yeah. I was also watching Golden Knights hockey. I'm not sure what time the race ended because I wasn't interested. Right. You were busy. 
Even if I wasn't. But it is a great event for Las Vegas. Sure. It's a big weekend. It's good stuff. It's good. And the drivers don't like each other. And they call each other hacks. It's like our show. And they're all following the same path. Do you think they make bets, like, within the drivers, and then they renege on the bets? And then oh. say the rules weren't followed or set? You're saying it's so it's very much like the show? Yes. Do we all drive in the same circle? Too? Which, by the way, we still have not worked out the details on that one. It's going to be a tough one. On the Adam Candy, Steve Cofield, Brian Flores will be a head it's, coach or not be a head coach in 2022. That, Judge Dan laid down his verdict. That bet said to Candy me, lost, and Justin Watkins said Candy lost. Well, he's, he, he still Justin, hasn't officially uh, lost. Justin was open to the to some legal precedent not being in that favor. We might have to listen to the um, audio again. Uh, one more time. So it's very close. And we'll put this to rest. It's very close to a legal standard that would go against you. Mm. Um, it's very similar to me to the the famous Seinfeld bet that didn't get paid on the show. What was it? Um, Kramer decided he wanted to put levels in his house. So it's like, you know, I'm going to have like some, some furniture right here. Then it's going to be like a couple steps up and some more furniture here. A couple steps up. So it's, it's levels in his house. And Jerry said, I will bet you whatever you want, you don't do that. And he said, okay, sure. They make a big bet. And then, like, a couple weeks later, Kramer sees something else, and he's like, no, 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 I want this. And so Jerry's like, you, you owe me. Like, no, I don't want that anymore. He's like, yeah, that was the bet. He's like, no, I don't want it. I can still do it. Like, of course you can still do it. It's not, I don't want it. The worst. It's the same So kind that's of where bet. you get this nonsense from. The worst. Sure. I think it's it's similar. I think someone's going to pay, and I have a feeling it's going to be me. I think, somehow this is going to get twisted, and I, I lost the bet somehow. I will say, in the grand scheme of things, no, you didn't lose the bet. In the grand scheme of things, I am the winner of this. There's no doubt. Everything I've said for 12 years on the show all came to fruition. Oh, that we have to yes. lay out every condition of course. possible, even if we could never imagine it happening? Of course. Even if it's never happened before? Of course. Three six four eleven hundred three six four one one zero zero. Who wants to go see Daughtry? Daughtry, March nineteenth, Theater Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas. AXS.com is where you get your tickets. Stop muttering in the background. Daughtry tickets, two tickets. Three six four eleven hundred. Caller seven. Ari's going to hook you up again. This is at the Theater Virgin Hotel, Las Vegas, Saturday the nineteenth of this month. Tickets available at AXS.com. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting with John Von Tobel. Von Tobel. John Von Tobel loves his gambling talk. He works for VSIN. He does The Edge, 1 o'clock, Monday to Friday. Uh, but I think he also likes discussions like we were just having during the break. Language change and language violations. John, for the email six best player in the Mountain West Conference, do you prefer six man of the year, six woman of the year, six player of the year or sixth person of the year i mean if you're if you're being a 100 serious about it i believe for any sport you would probably go sixth player of the year because you don't want to assume gender of the person who wins the award correct well i hadn't thought about that part um but it was written up in in one i think the mountain west conference mm-hmm. released it as the sixth person of the year okay yeah general neutral i think that makes sense in today's day and age and you would not go woman to woman defense no, you go person to person defense. You would love it. Yeah, body to body. I don't know. Quite, 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 
Right. We're, we're trying to figure it out. Mark up. That's all that matters. Yeah. Trying to figure it out. Find your person. Adam was telling me about his favorite player on the Lady Rebels is uh, Kayla Rooks because her game is kind of like Adam's game. She's a stretch. She likes to shoot yeah. deep. She does. She's she, good. She can just bowl people over, but she's like, no, nah, man. We'll spot up shooter. She, she had a – wasn't a block. It was a legit charge. She destroyed a Utah State player <laughs> on the left good. block. It was It was fun to see. Sometimes you need to put those out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Make, the, uh, make, make the other person think about it. You got to send a message. Adam never did that. Adam Adam would never uh, would never take a charge. No. All right, let's get into the big story of the day, John. And again, this involves sports gambling, and it's a, it's a massive one. Calvin Ridley, Falcons, bet on some games, uh, bet some parlays back in November, and the NFL has come out with a strong statement saying that he is suspended indefinitely. Can't gamble. Yeah, and, and look, I think it's it's pretty obvious, right? Like, one, it, it's the rules. So if he's going to get punished, he deserves to get punished because at a letter of the law, he can't do things like that. I think for me, the, the takeaway is a few things. One, if you have a brain in the skull that you have resting upon your shoulders, you realize what he did was pretty innocuous. $1,500 on three separate parlays. One of them was an eight-teamer. So I, I think I, I like the couple of the comments which were just uh one of us one of us you know <laughs> because he is he's just a normal person just wanted to throw some shekels down uh, on a couple of parlays in the national football league i would love to see what the status of those parlays were uh, but regardless like it seems pretty innocuous in what he did now i think the real conversation is the optics again which always is with the nfl uh, a punishment which is immediate and harshly at least a year it could clearly go beyond that when you have other things and the one that i brought up immediately was that Greg Hardy, right, for 10 games after what he did to that poor woman. It's just the optics of coming down so hard on what is clearly a very minor infraction by Calvin Ridley. Again, the rule is a rule, so he deserves the punishment that is handed down to him. But I do think in this day and age where the NFL has seven gambling partnerships, that they should probably reconsider the rule, especially given the gravity of what he actually did, which was not that big. As, as I you know, claim, John, and I'll see your, your take on this, I think the NFL would be totally open to it, except that it becomes so much more harder, so much more harder, so much harder to police. If you're like, yeah, you can bet on games, just don't bet on your team and don't bet against your team, and like it, it, it just makes it much easier to say, look, you just can't bet on the NFL. Oh, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that they should allow players to like bet on the games, right? I think they should, they should change Adam how much they are punishing guys, these guys for doing so, right? Like with Calvin Ridley's case. He was a player that had been away from the team for an extended period of time, was clearly outside, you know, was outside of the state, just wanted to bet, it sounded like, on just some NFL games because he missed some of the action, just reading between the lines of what he has said already. To me, it's just changing the degrees by which you you punish these guys. If you catch a dude red-handed in terms of trying to bet on the game or bet against the team that he is playing on that Sunday, right, that should not be like that guy should get the worst punishment possible, you know, kicked out of the league, whatever it is. But for this guy to get punished for like missing an entire year at the very least for something that was pretty minimal, that's where I'm at. Like uh, Emmanuel Acho came out with this video earlier today. It was like, you should let players just gamble on the games that they're playing. Like they just bet on their own teams. Like, yeah, that'll work out well for a wide receiver who's bet on himself to go over his player prop. And he was like, he goes back to the huddle and he's like, trust me, I'm open. Just target me, bro. Like, mm. no, nah, I think you shouldn't allow these guys to gamble, but I think you should have varying degrees of punishments because clearly his was pretty innocuous. John Von Tobel, VSIN is here with us on a Monday. Let's get into a little NBA. The Pelicans are a fascinating follow right now. Tell me about it. What do you like about them? 
Far away, <laughs> no, no, look. So uh, the Pelicans, uh, I don't know. Willie Green has done a tremendous job. And for those who don't know Willie Green, he's, he's their head coach. Um, and what they did at the trade deadline, a lot of people scratched their heads, right? It was like, hey, man, see, like CJ McCollum, what are you doing? It's kind of weird to make this push for a play-in spot. But it's really worked. CJ McCollum is actually their starting point guard now. Uh, their lineup is him, Brandon Ingram, Herbert Jones, and then you have a massive front court with Jackson Hayes and Jonas Valanciunas, and it has worked wonders. Yesterday they had a four game, you know, four and straight up, an ATS streak snapped uh, in overtime against the Denver Nuggets. But even in that game, they were down by 21 points before coming storming back, led by at least 11 in the second half, and I think at the fourth quarter uh, they were kicking the crap out of the Nuggets to the point where Michael Malone got ejected. He was getting so mad. So like this is actually a really interesting team. Because now they're going to make a push for the play. And we get the report over the weekend that Zion Williamson is potentially coming back. And then you look at the teams they'll be competing with. They split the four games with the Minnesota Timberwolves. They have swept the Los Angeles Clippers. They beat the crap out of the Lakers the other night. And they got two more games left against them. So they seem like a very good bet to make the playoffs. But this is my gripe, guys. And this is what irritates me. If you look around at the shops that offer yes, no, play, like will a team make the playoffs, of course it's the New York Knicks. The Sacramento Kings, things like like teams that don't really have a popsicle's chance in hell at making it into the postseason. So, of course, those teams are open for business. But I had to really hunt around to find one shop, and it was out of the jurisdiction, Barstool, that offered the playoff prop on the Pelicans. And they won one game out of the break, and they took it off immediately and won't offer it again. So it's, it's partly a gripe, but it's also partly, if you can somehow find it, the Pelicans are very much worth your time in terms of a bet on team down the stretch here. And if you can find them in the futures market, just betting on them to make the postseason because you could have got them at around five to one about four days ago. So my take on the Pelicans, at least one angle on the Pelicans, I saw in the pregame for that game yesterday that Donovan Mitchell going back to the game before was talking about Herb Jones. I know you love to talk about defensive players. How good is Herb Jones? He's awesome. He's yeah, really that's, awesome. That's what Mitchell was saying. Basically, like you had, you have to game plan for this guy. He's such a pain in the rear end. Yeah, he's great, and you know he, he's obviously and in today's NBA, right? He's just that switchable force, so he can switch essentially one through four if he really wanted to. Strong enough to do so. He's insanely athletic. When he's on the floor, Steve at, at uh, small forward, the uh, Pelicans only give up 107.4 points per 100 possessions, and that's a really good defensive rating. That's also a really good defensive rating for a very bad defensive team. So, no, he, he's absolutely tremendous. For those who enjoy, and I know like you two do, the intricacies of basketball, if there's a Pelicans game on and you're able to sit down and watch it, just watch him on the court for a couple of possessions, he is great to watch on that end of the floor. The other team I'm fascinated by, and you and I were talking off the air about this, um, the Cavaliers' rebuild has turned yeah. out pretty decently, and it should give hope if you draft and trade well – you shouldn't be a bad team for 10 years. I mean, it took the Cavs a little while here, but they've got some good building blocks. They do, and it also speaks, Steve, to give second chances. Their head coach is J.B. Bickerstaff. Like, you know, J.B. Bickerstaff, like the king of, of interim coaches who never was really sticking around, and he gets this job, and you kind of look around, you're like, huh, really? Okay, let's see what this goes. And people remember last year, they got off to a 4-1 and start before like completely bottoming out and being the Cavs, and this year they're doing what they're doing. And, you know, the, the kind of the crappy part with Cleveland is – Injuries are actually derailing their season right now. Jarrett Allen, just yesterday, the report comes out, he's got a fractured finger, he's going to be out for an in, um, uh, indefinite amount of time. Karis LeVert, who they traded for at the deadline, has a foot injury that has kept them out of the lineup as well. And Darius Garland, their young point guard, who I really like a lot, has been dealing with a back issue that has been, you know, he's lately he's been playing, but he, before the All-Star break and coming back from the All-Star break, he was in and out of the lineup. But you're absolutely right. Like, there's really good young pieces. It starts with Evan Mobley, who I've got for Rookie of the Year, by the way, and here, right now he's like a minus 450 favorite to do so. But they drafted well with him. 
They did well with Darius Garland, and they've just kind of hit on all the right buttons here as they move forward. They're a really impressive story. They were the first this year to go over their win total. Uh, with Jared Allen in the starting lineup when he's back, they start 6'11", 6'11", 6'11". I've never heard of that before. Yeah, and that was the, that was the intriguing thing, too, is like in, coming into the season, you're like, well, this should be really good defensively, but how in the world does this work offensively? And that's kind of panned out. But the, the, to give them credit, like especially like a guy like Evan Mobley, Mobley's much better offensively than he's given credit for, right? And he's not the, the best shot creator, but I know you and Adam watched him very closely when he was with USC. He operates in what I call that floater range, like that 4 to 14 feet area. He's really good from that area of the floor. He's got a nice hook shot that he relies on. He can you know space if he wants to, but he is so great defensively. He contests almost every shot that's on the floor when he's out there and he makes up for it on the defensive end. But yeah, dude, like they're massive up front and it's really helped them become one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Did you bet on USC that card full of swell guys? Uh, I, I did. I actually, I had, uh, I had Covington. I put a little bit on Covington to uh, it, like the fight to finish inside the distance and for him to win, uh, to win by uh to by knockout or, you know, TKO, whatever it was. Uh, I thought I was going to get a couple of times there, but ultimately didn't. But yes, I was a little involved there. I don't want to get into it with Adam, but I, I said on Friday or Thursday, whenever it was, that I thought it would come down to where the fight was waged. And then you were talking about Masvidal and his takedown defense. John was? No, you were. You, Adam Hill. When? I don't know. Sometime last week, I threw it your way, and you were like, well, you know, Masvidal is pretty solid with his takedown defense. Wow. I mean, I thought Covington was going to crush him. Okay. <laughs> All right. Interesting. <laughs> but I don't know where I was. It was... It was a long week. Didn't work week. out. And then Masvidal said after the fight, he's like, I, what, I should have stayed in school more and wrestled more. Yeah, should have studied harder. Stayed in school, got better grades, and wrestled. I will say, um, I have never. I guess I, my my memory is not as deep as Adams, but I do not remember a fighter who has be, who has made a more of a career off of one highlight, which was uh, knocking up Ben Askren, um, than Jorge Masvidal yeah. lately. Because the books seem to better seem to love him, and he seems to get a lot of opportunities, even though I don't think he's that good of a fighter. He got DS. I mean, okay. <laughs> yes, the BMF belt. That was a, a great performance. <laughs> the sure, BMF. That's sure. right. He's had a couple of good shots. Somebody right, actually threw that at me. I was like, come on. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, before. BMF, yes. you got to bet him. All right, John, we appreciate it. See you guys at the tournament. There he is. John Von Tobel. He'll be out at the Mountain West Conference which, Tournament. Which Maybe drop one? in with us a little bit. Hit Mountain West. I just told you. He's, so the, he's the VSIN insider at the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas.